0: This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as huge camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. We are into Session 3 of our His Life, My Life unit of study, a look at the four chapters of Colossians. I'm Rick Prawl. I'm your host. I've got Paul Turner in the studio still. Paul, how's it going? Man, I'm doing good. Good. Paul, great stuff on these first two uh, sessions. It's real easy to talk about the stuff that Paul's written, um, and I really like the flow of a book study. Gives us some, you know, some continuity yeah. as we're going through the study. Yeah, it's nice. Um, we are into chapter three, Paul. We've talked about, uh, you know, this whole idea of lordship that we're talking about a transformed life. We're talking about a focused life. This week, we're going to talk about a radical life. Mm. And again, this just really builds upon everything we've talked about in the first two chapters. And as I mentioned at the end of uh, last week's podcast, I, I really like chapter three, especially these first eleven verses really gets in some good stuff, and then we're going to build upon that in the midweek study uh, with the last half of chapter three. But let's look at these uh, three life principles this week about this idea of how do I reflect Christ's lordship in my life the first thing that we're going to look at is that we need to change our mindset. Uh, Verses 1 through 4 there in chapter 3, what do you see?
1: Well, he starts out by saying, so if you've been raised with the Messiah, but that's not a question mark. right? He's not going, oh, so you've been raised with the Messiah? No, so since you have been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above where the Messiah is seated, see at the right hand of God. So what does that look like? Set your mind on what is above and not on what is on the earth. He goes back to chapter 2 reminding them, hey, listen, don't, don't be taken captive by right. all these things but remember those things that you know to be true about Christ for you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah and God we talked about that in chapter two as well right. that we're dead and he is and he has brought us alive but in in this in this particular passage of scripture he's going to talk about but there are some things that are dead we've got to make sure that they remain dead that's right one of the things that we were talking about <laughs> earlier this kind of a sick picture but it's yeah. like picking up a, a dead pet and carry it around with you because you just love that pet so right. much but it's dead. Yeah. You know what you wouldn't do
0: that Yeah, not for long anyway. Especially after a couple of days and start smelling. Exactly.
1: So. so why would we want to pick up that stuff? So he says when the Messiah who is your life. Right. That's that is such an important phrase. Is is Christ really your life? Mm. When you talk about a radical life Everything that I had set in play before now those desires are changed to God. This is this whole idea of lordship and knowing, your, knowing God. When the Messiah who is your life is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. It's kind of a big deal, right? Christ, who is your life? Everything that you're about now is who Christ is. You have placed your life; your He is Lord over you. Everything that you are is now placed in His
0: hands. That's right. Well, and I look at this as as Paul, you know, almost as a Bible study leader, a small group leader, a Sunday school teacher, with a group of students. It's like, okay, here's the deal: you've been raised with Christ, so this is how you should be living. Right. And you know, that's really as we're looking at this this chapter, especially is leading students to understand if we're gonna live for Christ and we're gonna follow Christ as Lord, it should look a little bit different in our lives. It should look a lot different I in was our going lives. Say, it shouldn't uh, look anything like it did yeah. before. <laughs> and that's why we're talking about this radical life. Right. Um and we're gonna move into that in these in these next two life principles that we've changed our mindset. We've gotten our mind focused that, okay, I need to I need to be living for Christ. So what does that look like? Verses five through nine Paul talks about this idea of stop your sinful habits and practices. Mm-hmm. What do you see there mm-hmm. besides putting I, a lot of stuff to death? I don't, I don't even
1: want to deal with this. Yeah.
0: I, I just don't. You know.
1: Well, I. You know, it says that we were dead in our sin. He's made us alive. But again, it's going back and picking up those dead things and trying to make them a part of your life. And he says, therefore, put to death. So Christ, Christ has has made us alive. Now in our will in aligning to his lordship, we've got to say those things we're putting to death. Those are not going to be a part of my mindset, my, my actions going forward. And then he lists off a number of different things. And he says, because of these, God's wrath comes on the disobedient. Now, is he talking about those who know Christ or those who don't know Christ? Hmm. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them. right? So who's he talking to? He's talking to the believers. He's saying, listen, if you choose to pick up those dead things, just know that you're choosing to live, what, disobediently. And what happens when you're disobedient? Because we know he's talking to believers because he says you once walked in these things. But now we've been delivered from that. Why do we forget that? Why do we forget that God we were dead and he's made us alive, but we want to go back and pick up all those dead things? But now you must also put away all the following. Then he lists off all these wonderful things that none of us ever have challenges that's or right. struggles yeah. with. you know. But it it goes back to that whole focus of we just don't want to surrender. And that's, that's all this is. It's just surrendering these things, these dead things,
0: leaving dead things where they are because Christ has made us alive. That's right. What I really like is, is I've worked with students, especially in this passage, that, that image there in verse 5 that you've talked about is, is to put to death, mm. you know, nail them down. Um, going back to that imagery that he used yeah. in chapter 2 that, you know, Christ was nailed to the cross to release us from all of these things that we felt felt bondage to.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're still, if, if somebody pays your debt, but you continue to live like you're in debt.
0: Right. Well, Doesn't that, make a lot of nobody's sense. Nobody's going to do that, right?
1: But yet we do that by picking up these old things that are already dead and carrying. You know, dead things just stink, right? You know, and we just don't realize as a Christ follower now when we pick up dead things, all we're doing is just attaching stink, right, to us. That's right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I just, <laughs> there's just so much You're imagery here. There definitely there is. is. You know, that we just get. Uh, why? Why would we want to go back to? that old lifestyle. That's right. Ah. And I, But I find myself doing it sometimes. That's, right. that's a goofy thing.
0: Well, and you know, we we see that Paul writes these things here and the struggle that you've mentioned that you've that you're talking about Paul also alludes to that same struggle when you look in Romans chapter 7. Yeah, he right. says, "Man, the things yeah. I don't want to do, I yeah. do. The things right. I want to do, I don't do. What's yeah. wrong with me?" Yeah. That's what he's talking about here in Colossians chapter 3. That's Um, right. And so we can't just read Colossians 3 and think, well, Paul had it all figured out. No. Um, But he had the right idea. He's telling us this is what we need to do in order to live this radical life. And he's going to transition there from that last part of of verse 9 into verses 10 and 11, this idea of putting off the old self and putting on the new self, which is our third life principle. How do I reflect Christ's lordship in my life? You need to live as a new person Verses ten and eleven. What do you see there? Yeah, and, well,
1: and it, it involves the mind too. He says because you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator. You know, Paul spends a lot of time about changing your mindset, thinking differently, right. not not falling in those old patterns of thinking and and behavior. And he says in Christ there is no Greek. I think I'm going to the right verse. Yeah, right. you're right. Okay, in Christ there is no Greek, and Jew, and circumcision, and uncircumcision, barbarian. My favorite Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and what? In all. In all. That's right. And he's in all. So he goes back to the centrality of Christ. Everything here's here's where we get in trouble. Here's why we pick up the dead things and try to make them a part of our life again, because we forget that it's not about us. It's all about him. Right. And the things that he desires for us more than anything else is that we will just love him and that we'll surrender to him. And then in the midst of that, we bring him glory. And, in the, and the byproduct of that, which becomes the product for many people, but the byproduct of giving him glory and honor is then that he gives us blessing. That's right. But we get it backwards. We go, well, if I do the right things, God's going to bless me. No, 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 It's not about us. It's about who Christ is. And that's why he continues to come back and time and time and time again. It's almost like he's putting a sign everywhere you go. It's about Christ. <laughs> right. It's about Christ. It's about Christ. And I think that's important for us. For me, I know it is for me in my walk.
0: That's right. Well, and leaders, you'll notice too that, that we're going to cut off right here in verse 11 about this idea of putting off the old self and putting on the new self. And you're wondering, well, why don't we get into verse 12 where he talks about what we're going to put on. That's actually our midweek study um, of what you should begin to put on verses 12 through the end of the chapter because those things that we put on and that love that he tells us to wrap everything around then leads into what he talks about beginning in verse 18 about the relationships that we have with one another as husbands, as wives, as kids to parents, as people who are slaves to others or who work for others. All those relationships are built upon those things that we put on. So we want to encourage you again to take a look at that midweek study.
1: Yeah, 12 through 17. I can't let this go, All right, But 12 through 17 you really see the, Maturation process in the discipleship that right. happens in Paul's life because he's talking about put on heartfelt compassion, forgive because you've been forgiven. It's like this. Like, who is this guy? Because when you look at this guy in Acts, he is just fighting everybody. He gets in a fight with Barnabas, the that's son right. of encouragement. That's and right. now he's coming back and talking about forgiving one another just as Lord forgiven you. And that's, that's, an important, man, that's an important passage. That's right. So if you don't deal with it in the midweek, make sure you've spent time with that. You can definitely speak for it going
0: towards the, the right. session four. Pick up on that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again this week. Our question this week is how do I reflect Christ's lordship in my life? We looked at three life principles to change your mindset, to stop sinful habits and practices, and to live as a new person which gets us to the point of that Jesus lordship leads to a radically different lifestyle, not just something that's a little bit different, but a radically <laughs> different lifestyle that we need to be focused on. And as we're wrapping up this session, Paul, I want to give you just an opportunity to, again just to, to share with folks about a video opportunity for some video training in addition to this leadership training that we have available. Yeah,
1: one of the things that we've started to do is uh, if you go to lifeway.com slash students, pull down the page, you'll see a developing student site there. And we have just started doing some some video casts, I guess, more than like a little web show kinds of things where we do a four or five minute Uh, overview of all the known lessons. And then we've also got uh, some fun stuff in there dealing with uh, uh, Joe Hicks with uh, the Huge folks here does a little game section, Games with Joe. He's like the games guru, and he does a lot of just fun demonstrated games that you can use in your group. And then we'll do another little section, uh, four or five minutes, called Focus On, and it'll be a different ministry, uh, an issue that teenagers are dealing with where we're interviewing different people. But it's just another tool that we're trying to provide to help uh, leaders as they work with students.
0: Good great thanks paul thanks for joining us again the leaders and pick us up again next week as we'll wrap up this study of colossians with the first part of chapter four thanks for joining us